Trading update. We're in the usual low volume summer market so trades have to pick carefully. It's a case of holding on to profitable longer term shares and seeking out the very few that grab the buy volume that's out there. One I've been watching for some time was Gattaca. It had already moved up from around 100p to 150p and had been consolidating for a while that area. It's always a good sign when shares hold on to gains. The technicals looked good and the buys started coming at 154 so I took the plunge, grabbing a large amount at that price. They're a specialist engineering recruiter and provide highly skilled workers to amongst others the infrastructure and defense industries. It's these areas I see providing the greatest growth. They had a bad year or so with COVID but weathered it well financially and now there's real growth coming and I see the shares having a significant re-rating. The director brought recently and brokers have put a price target of 280p on it. I even think it could be a bid target. Another buy in the last couple of weeks was Begbie's trainer. It's another one I've had my eye on for a while, the last year or so in fact, and it's been a very slow mover from the 80p, 90p area. It recently cracked 100p and around the 120p area it looked like there might be more rapid gains so picks them up. They deal with company liquidations but also help companies in financial distress turn around their businesses so it's an area that's certainly in demand, something borne out by recent statements. Last buy, Nexus Infrastructure. It's a small one and can sometimes have a wide spread but I think it's worth a go. I grabbed some shares at 189. They do what they say on the can but the big money for these is in charging points for electric vehicles. It's a major growth area as the UK needs to make a huge investment in this area if it's going to get anywhere near its 2030 target. Remember, most car makers are gunning to ramp up electric vehicle sales after 2025, not 2030. Electric vehicles are stupid, hydrogen is a far better alternative, but if that's where the money is that's where I'll go. I'm happy to make money out of stupid. On to highlights. One of the shock positions, Cyanconode started a sizable move up on two lots of good news. They picked up another contract for smart meter rollout in India and have signed a global strategic alliance with an America utilities firm so. This just shows the hidden value in this company. Its growth potential is huge and I see enormous gains over time with this share price. 10p is the one to crack as it's a sticky area but once it does there's nothing to stop this share. Compe has surged since buying, currently having a go at 330. Some buys coming in on Steck as well, just need some news to send this one surging. The Road to Dunkirk MMT and the Insanity of Green Energy The US will spend $6 trillion a year in 2022 if the Democrats get their way. By 2031 this will rise to over $8 trillion. Not since World War II has US government spending risen so high. If Biden gets his way the US government will spend a quarter of the nation's total economic output each year while only one-fifth of the total economy will be collected in taxes. With that money will come infrastructure spending and more social security. Most of the infrastructure spending will be on green energy. Yet so-called green energy is as bad for the climate as the current carbon dioxide emitting energy we use now. Just more expensive and less reliable and in the long run more damaging to the economy. More on that later but first, what about that yawning gap between money coming in and money going out? Well this is where modern monetary theory comes in, MMT for short. Simplified the idea is the central bank and the treasury work as one. The treasury spends as much as it wants, no limit, on whatever it wants. The central bank, being the printer of money, simply provides the treasury with as much as it wants. What if the bond market freaks, you ask? What if the interest on bonds goes through the roof? Well the central bank simply bypasses the bond market and wires the money direct to the treasury. Such is the madness of MMT. If inflation were to rise, as it most assuredly will, then instead of raising interest rates the government simply increases taxes.
This, according to the theory, will remove some of the excess money and bring inflation under control. So if you look at the recent moves by the Biden administration the US is surreptitiously being introduced to MMT. Taxes have been increased, more tax inspectors have been hired, mirrored in the UK, while spending is being ever increased. It won't stop at 6 trillion and it will be well beyond 8 trillion by 2031. The problem with MMT and inflation however is simply raising taxes won't stop inflation. For starters the wealthy are experts at evading inflation. Companies can simply move, hence Janet Yellen's attempts to get a global corporation tax rate, and individuals can simply hold on to assets instead of selling them. MMT is fatally flawed. Hate fossil fuels you might but they are cheap and global economic progress relies on cheap energy. Solar and wind are expensive thus the economy will expend more resources on less efficient energy, diverting resources from areas that would be more economically productive. Those who argue in favor say high-paying jobs will be created but once again, those jobs either directly or indirectly rely on endless government support. They either are or are as good as public sector workers. This is being replicated all across the West. Governments are turning to wartime spending levels to produce less efficient, costlier energy. But it's saving the planet argue green energy's proponents. Is it? Electric car batteries, wind turbines, solar panels require enormous amounts of rare earth elements and other natural resources. Dragging these from the ground require heavy machinery that consume oil and fossil fuels, shipping them consumes even more. As much, if not greater, carbon dioxide will be spewed out from so-called green energy than from the old. Mass take-up of electric vehicles requires mass plugging in, increasing demand for power by truly shocking amounts. The idea that wind and solar energy will provide all of that power is nothing short of insane. Maybe at some point 40 or so years in the future, it will still be expensive and inefficient but not anytime soon. So we rely even heavier on fossil fuels. Will all this debt, this green energy make people's lives better? No. It will simply bury governments in unproductive debt and make transport and energy more expensive. Not only will demand for oil and fossil fuels increase in the mining of rare earths but also from the digging and shoveling involved in the enormous infrastructure building itself. As inflation takes off, the drivers for this addressed in a previous Dunkirk, wages will fail to keep up. Real wages have been stagnating for decades. They have no more purchasing power now than they did in the 1970s. This after a 30-year period of stable to deflating prices. When the new inflationary era begins those wages will buy even less. To cope companies will either automate on a huge scale, move to low-cost countries, or lower-cost countries as they will be struck with the same inflation, they'll just start from a lower base, or go broke. Few people realize the era in which we live is unprecedented in history. People are living longer than ever before, the global birth rate has plummeted and living standards are declining. The demographics we have in this century and their economic effect have never happened before. And I'm afraid governments and central banks do not do well with the unprecedented. The inflation we have currently is not the great inflation that's coming. What we have presently is driven simply by temporary shortages caused by the pandemic. As this abates a false dawn will lure governments and central banks into a false sense of security. The 10-year bond interest rate will fall, oil and commodities will likely have a pullback and everyone will heave a sigh of relief. But it's the long-term driver sweeping in after 2022 that will cause the trouble. An earthquake far out in the ocean triggers a tidal wave that strikes some time after the event. The warning is when the tide goes so far out you can no longer see it. The economic equivalent of that will be the gold price. Keep an eye on it. In an inverse move to falling bond and gilt yields it will rise. There's plenty of time right now to prepare. Try to get assets that either hold or increase their value or provide cash flow. 
Avoid crypto like the plague. It's riddled with fraud and has no future in its present form. Everyday stuff. With the weather finally improving we're getting the urge to head to the beach. Trouble is 60 million people will have the same idea so we've decided to wait till the schools go back and it's quiet. It's why I can't stand bank holidays. What's the point? Everywhere is packed, especially with foreign travel extremely limited, so there's no pleasure in it. So avoid the coast I think and try and head somewhere maybe not so crowded. Scotland maybe? Daughter is getting pretty good on electric guitar. She has proper lessons next week with some member of an old band I've never heard of. It's at a bar somewhere so at least me and the wife get to have a pint while she blasts out some noise. Loved watching the Dominic Cummings testimony last week. Just goes to show how dire governments really are. It really is like something from a comedy. Cummings trying to shake the PM's dog off his leg, Cobra meetings were a minister balls we are all FD. This is what it's really like. Next update Sunday 13th June.